Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. You're listening to a special interview with Mike Ford. Hello, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Fraser, how are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, well, I'm good, yeah. Um, so, Mike, you played for Oxford for just over 10 years. Yeah. Um, 330 appearances, 22 Ish. goals. Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember them all? Oh, Christ, no, no. Um, Ten years, I'm not sure anybody in the modern game is going to last ten years at any one club. Um, it is a long time, isn't it, one club? It, it felt like longer sometimes as well, and I'm sure that my, a couple of my managers would have said it felt longer as well. So, um, no, I had an absolutely, um, I would not have changed a thing in the whole of the ten years. Um, great experience, played with some fantastic footballers, we had some great times, the supporters were always, always, and I know supporters are always or can occasionally you know, get on players' backs for obvious reasons because they care, but they were always very supportive of, of me as a player and um, in general supportive of the teams that I played in. So Mike, obviously you played for more clubs than just Oxford, um, but what are your memories, your main memories of Oxford United over those 10 years? Well, I, my, my f- I was playing for Cardiff City. We got promotion out of Division 4, which is now League 2 into League 1. We just won the Welsh Cup, which in those days got us actually into Europe to cup winners' cup. So that was great. I was on a high. We beat, I think we beat Wrexham at, at, um, at the old Swansea Grand Vetch, 2 0. And then out of the blue, I get a call from Frank Burrows, the manager, saying that um, Mike, um, Oxford United want to speak to you tomorrow. And I, I said, well, difficult. I said, because um, I'm getting married tomorrow. True story. Ah, right, okay. Um, when you're going away on honeymoon, so we had, a, we had a little window before we flew out that I went, drove to the manor, met Mike Lawrenson, met Brian Horton, chatted away, offered me a deal. It was huge amounts of money in comparison to what I was on, but peanuts in comparison to what <laughs> players get paid these days. I was asked, what do you think? I said, well, I'm going away on honeymoon for two weeks. So I'll let you know when I get back. And, and Mike Lawrenson said, well, what is there to think about? And I sort of said, well, not, nothing really. So I signed on the spot, um, went off on honeymoon and came back looking forward to playing and didn't play again until January because I had the, um, the alleged hurt my back on honeymoon, which I'm not sure was quite true. So that, that was the start of my time. You know, we had the, the Tramir Rovers game where we had to win on the last day and hope results went for us, which was great. I think I left home on Friday morning. I didn't actually get back until Monday night. So that involved driving up, coach, staying overnight, playing the game, and then a huge party of two days afterwards. So that was fantastic. Promotion, Peterborough at home, last day of the season. And then I think my last game was Middlesbrough away, which I travelled up. I played, I think, the previous game, travelled up on the coach, wasn't even in the 16, manager never even spoke to me. Uh, And that was my last game for the club, apart from the one time when I played as a youth team coach. So you said then you said then your, your man, the manager didn't even speak to you. Was there was there bad blood there or not at all? Um, Malcolm Shotton had come in. He was absolutely what the club needed. Totally different character to Dennis Smith. Dragged us up from the bootstraps. Got some great results. Kept our place in the championship. Um, but he had his ways, and one of them was not to speak to a senior player about leaving them out of a squad, um, which you know we're all different. But um, it was a shame because Middlesbrough, Paul Gascoigne, we lost 4-0. Uh, 
Um, but it's not going to deter and detract from, from the 10 years I had. I had a fantastic time. And obviously players leave clubs all the time, but 10 years is a particularly long time at one club. Did, it, did you leave with a heavy heart? Or? Time was up. I was 33, I'd played 320 games. I think I'd given my best every week. Um, you know, we had Les Robinson, Mickey Lewis. There was a number of players that had been at the club a long time and, and your shelf life's over and, and I moved on. Moved off on to Cardiff and had two more years there, getting a promotion. So, you, you know, it's, it's a shame when you leave, but you're always going to leave. So, you know, in my new guise as a football manager, I'm having a great time at Banbury. And at some point that will end, um, but that, that's life and that's football. And over those 10 years, who would you say was the best player you played with or the best player on that pitch? Aside from Mike Ford, who was the... Well, I'll tell you what, I was nowhere near one of the best ones. I was very fortunate um, that I was able to... My, the, my role in the team complemented our better players perfectly. So I was a grafter, a worker, uh, always gave 100%, very committed. I'd like to think in the final five years that I was there, I was a good leader. Um, and I played with you know, some great, great footballers, people that played in the World Cup, played for their national teams. Um, to, to pick one out, very difficult, very difficult. Um, Andy Melville, Steve Foster, Matty Elliott, Dave Bardsley, Jim McGilton, mm. Paul Simpson, Martin Foyle. Uh, you know, when I first joined, it was Peter Hucker, there was Dean Saunders. Uh, I guess you were there in the Joey Beecham era. Yeah, Joe, Joey Beecham, absolutely. So I've, na I've named a few. Uh, I've probably missed a few out. Um, the ones I've missed out, I apologise. But every single player I played with had a part to play in, in those 10 years at the club. And so now in the modern day, do you have any involvement with Oxford United at all? Do you keep in touch with people there? Or do you, do you ever get to games when obviously when Banbury aren't playing? Or We had a reunion a few weeks ago, um, which was... So it was a Friday night and... Uh, as a football manager, I, you know, I try and make sure I conduct myself properly. So I don't drink on Fridays at all. You know, it's just a, it's a taboo. It's a, it's a no one. Um, I think I've gotten it four o'clock in the morning from that <laughs> one. <laughs> Fortunately, my, my team were very good the next or that day, and we beat somebody five nil. Um, but that was great. So so Rosie, I, I speak to occasionally. You know, he asked me to come up and be sort of guest of honour for the night. But involvement, not really. Um, it's a shame, really, because um, I think there was a time where I'd quite like to have got involved in the academy, and I'm not sure. That Just door... something that didn't happen. Or... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that the door was that far open for me to go and do it. I'd love to have done it, um, working with good quality kids, developing them, and making them better. Um, but you know, my chosen path at the moment is senior football, and um, so so I've, you know I've had lads on loan, which I think we're going to talk about. But apart from that, you know, I don't really speak to to many people down there very often. So, Mike, obviously you played for Oxford and your dad played for Bristol Rovers, who Oxford come up against on Saturday. Well, my dad, his original club was Bristol City and he's one of the few to play for both. And so my dad played for City for eight or nine years. He then transferred to Rovers, um, where unfortunately he had a really nasty, wasn't even an injury, he ruptured a spleen in a game of football away at Preston, never played again. So I think he retired at 28, 29. Um, my dad's brother is a hardened gas head. So uh, Rovers fan, played at Eastfield, played at the Memorial Grounds. But Mike, obviously, family loyalties aside, where would your, where would your, who would you rather get the three points this Saturday? 
Well, obviously Oxford, obviously. Um, because my dad's brother gives me stick about stuff, so I think that would be a nice one for me to throw back at him when I speak to him next, when he comes to watch one of my games. Yeah. So, um, of, of course, um, but it'll be a tough game. It'll be, it'll be a tough game. Rovers are a good side. Um, and I think James Clark, who was an ex-Oxford player who I had with me at Oxford City, he's playing regularly in their side at the moment. So, um, just another little connection to Oxford. Yeah. OK, Mike, so obviously... Um Many years after now you've uh, left Oxford United, you find yourself in football management. Um, so you've been at um, Brackley Town, Bedford, Oxford City and now Banbury United. Well, I think when I first went into it, I found it quite difficult to, uh, to understand that a player would have a Saturday afternoon off because he was going to a wedding. It was just unheard of and mm-hmm. players not being able to make training because they had to take the cat to the vets. So um, I found it and I was at a club which were quite ambitious in Brackley Town. And although they, th- looking back, they thought it was quite nice to have an ex-pro as a manager, um, I probably wasn't quite ready to deal, to deal with the non-league stuff that goes on. Um, and then I, I went off to Bedford with my mate, Nick, Nicky Plattner, I played with it at Cardiff and we, we managed to get promotion there. And then I, I came to Oxford City with Justin Merritt and we got promotion and Justin left and I got promotion in my own right. And then been at Banbury a couple of seasons now, and we, we managed to get a promotion last year. So um, I think I'm a far, far better manager right now than I was when I first started. Obviously, more experienced. Um, I quite like, you know, I don't just want to chuck a team of players out there and, and there's no thought into what gets given. Just get the best 11 players you can and chuck them on the pitch. Um, I quite like to strategically plan my match days and. Um, I love planning stuff, I love getting my team organised and I love trying to beat tactically the opposition and that's what we're going to come up with against on Saturday when United are at home to Rovers and we're, we're away, away at Froome but um, teaching's helped me as well, teaching's helped me manage, I really enjoy the managing, um, I think I can manage it at higher levels without a doubt. Without a doubt, I can manage at higher levels. And you said you mentioned teaching then, so you have gone into a, another role, another profession as well now? Yeah, I, um, I teach at City of Oxford College, Activate Learning, a couple of days in Reading, a couple of days in Oxford. And um, I'm doing my teaching degree on a Wednesday in Reading. So uh, it's pretty full on. Teach for, you know, I teach all the week. Got some assignments to do for PGCEs. And obviously I'm running a part-time football team, so I don't have a lot of time for other stuff. You do make time for important podcasts, though, I can say. Uh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> only for you, Fraser. Anyone else have asked me, I wouldn't have done it. Um, I've got some marking to do. So um, There you go. People who remember Mike Ford as their hero, he has just said, I've got some marking to do. Yes. And he doesn't mean that sort of marking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure people will say, well, if his marking now is as good as it was when, you know, no one's going to pass anything. So... Um, no, I really enjoy the teaching. Absolutely, yeah, I really enjoy the teaching. Um, being a footballer is the best job. I don't care what anyone says, is the best job you could ever have. And I was fortunate to be one of those for 18 years. Um, and I'm still in football. And um, I can see why managers retire and don't want to get involved with it again, because it can drain you. And um, especially when you've got a full-time job and other things going on. But um, really enjoy it. Um, we're having a good time at Banbury. Um, and you know, I'm probably a bit more sensible in my managing than I was, you know, what, 15 years ago. 
And obviously, at your time at Banbury, you've had some Oxford United loanies, so you've had Miles Welsh-Hayes and George Jacock. What would you say about the calibre of player that you received from, from Oxford United? Well, Miles, Miles came in, um, did great, good size, good athlete. He's gone on to play in the league for United and he's now having a successful spell at Bath in the Conference South. Um, I think the education of a young player, which inc includes George Jaycock as well, is to understand men's football, to understand that there is three points at stake and people lose their jobs if people don't get three points and don't play well. And there is um, an amount of responsibility. So I'm not detracting from under 18s or under 21s or under 23s football, but it's not the real world. The real world is I have 350 fans watching my team play on a Saturday afternoon. And if my team play poorly, I get booed off the pitch. So, um, and they get booed off the pitch. Now, at a youth team game, that doesn't happen. Uh, there's three points at stake, but nobody's going to lose their job over them. So um, it's that part of the education. And, and having Miles in and being an ex-fullback myself as well, um, I think I helped him defensively. And he's a really good athlete going forwards. Um, there was a couple of little things he needed to learn um, about his job as a defender, but he's only young. But he's a really good kid. Um, George, equally good kid, hasn't quite worked out for him, um, but the real test is to bounce back. And obviously now in the squad you've got Eddie Odiambo, Tom Winters, Sam Humphreys. Um, what do you, your experience of those players? Obviously also being uh, Oxford United related. Well, I signed Tom Winters at Brackley when he was maybe a first-year pro, and I signed him with Jamie Brooks. So both came in, did great. Always had a, so a left footer, you know, been a left footer myself. You don't get many. Tom's an old-fashioned, still on touchline, sort of Paul, Paul Simpson equivalent, hug the touchline, go down the touchline, cross the ball, come in at the back post occasionally and score the odd goal and score from free kicks. Um, so. When they fall out of Oxford United, you know, when you look at currently, they probably go in Oxford City, better level, more money. They've also got Brackley Town up the road. And if they fall out of those, then we're the next best one. But what we need to do as a football club, we need to try and make sure that, that when they do fall out of Oxford United, that they want to come to us rather than go somewhere else first. We can't offer the money that a couple of those clubs can, but we can offer them a fantastic environment to play in and be involved in enjoy their football and also more importantly probably to develop and get themselves maybe back into full-time football. So Mike, wrapping up, I think you said you had a good story about Phil Brown for us. Stories, yeah. Um, so the reunion we had recently before Christmas um, was a reunion for a promotion we had in the 95-96 season from which would be now League One into the Championship. Um, we, we sort of struggled a little bit in the early part of the season. We were, we were, I remember us having a team meeting mid-table, not really going anywhere. And then out of nothing, we rattled off 42 points from 51 to finish automatically second. And in that period, we played Blackpool at home, managed by Sam Allardyce with Phil Brown as assistant. And we weren't even in the playoffs, and I think they were second. And Joey scored a fantastic looping volley from probably 25 yards, I think if you speak to Joe, it was halfway line, but it was definitely 25 yards, great finish. And we, we, we played really well, win a game 1-0, um, which I think just took us into the first playoff position. They were still second. And Phil Brown was interviewed after the game, and he suggested that he thought we were a good side, which is great, and we would do really well in the playoffs. 
well, history will tell you that they ended up in the playoffs. We ended up going up automatically. So when they were losing to or playing Bradford, managed by Chris Kamara in the playoffs, uh, we were sat on a beach in Magaluf. <laughs> so we sent Phil Brown a postcard, uh, and I actually remember writing it <laughs> to Phil, uh, good luck in the playoffs, all the lads from Oxford, <laughs> and turn it around, a picture of the front in Magaluf. Uh, I don't know if he ever got it. Um, you never come across his path since? No, I'd like to think, I'd like to think he did get it and he took it in probably the spirit it was meant. Well, he is known as quite the wind-up merchant, so hopefully he can, he can take it as well. Yeah, so, so his comment was a throwaway comment about, you know, giving us some praise for being a good side. Um, he probably didn't expect to come back and kick him at the backside from a beach in Magaluf. But, um, but that was the, the sort of the way we conducted ourselves in those days. It was, we had a lot of fun. But when it comes to work, we did work hard. So when you look at Oxford United now in 2017, League One, a good position in League One, a good, good young manager and a developing squad, what are your, what are your thoughts of, of where the club is going and the potential it has? Well, there's no reason why they can't get in the playoffs. Um, they're, they're in a good position right now, because not necessarily in the league, but they're winning games. So they're in a cup final at Wembley. You know, there's a huge carrot for every player in the club play well and I'll play at Wembley so that's a massive carrot um, if they can keep winning games up to that point they'll probably just be edging towards the playoffs not many points adrift the big question would be after the Wembley final so the carrot's been there play well get yourself in the team what's the carrot after it so if they're near the playoffs the carrot is getting them getting the playoffs and then from my experience of the playoffs anybody can win them Anybody can win them, especially over two legs, especially if you've got match winners. And looking at, I think, Johnson's goal last night, the third one, the winner, then Oxford United have clearly got match winners in their team. So, so my role was to keep clean sheets, to work hard, to give the ball to better players and let those better players go and win you the game. So they've got a great chance. Obviously, the, the main detraction from all of it is the stadium. You know, they cannot move forwards. A club, I cannot see how the club can move forwards with a millstone of half a million pounds around, around their neck every single year. They need to either own it or they need to move away, um, which might take a bit of to and fro in. Um, you know, I didn't have many dealings with Kansam, but I, I can't imagine him being very easy to work with. Um, but that's down to the chairman of Oxford United. You know, I'm sure he's desperately keen to to not have to pay that amount of money every year just to better run the stadium. I know Kassam runs it, but to be in and around it and play their matches on a Saturday afternoon, um, it's difficult, it's difficult, um, but all Michael Appleton, Appleton can do is keep winning games of football. There you go, Mr Chairman, I've done my bit. <laughs> Okay, Mike, um, I know you've got a busy marking schedule to get back to, um, so uh, before we let you... No, no, we can keep talking if you want. <laughs> before I let you get back to the rock and roll lifestyle, um, I'd like to thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us today. Um, very much appreciated. Um, and if you haven't yet downloaded the... Uh, this is to you, Mike, as well as everyone this. And if you haven't yet downloaded the uh, back catalogue of Fence End podcast, then please do that. It's funny if I did that last night. Oh, good I, I had a choice last night to watch... I think Man City or Huddersfield, yeah. or download those podcasts. I, that's what I did last night. Good man, yeah. good man. Right, um, Man City game was really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Oxford one was good as well. <laughs> okay, Mike, uh, thank you very much for your time today. Much appreciated.